Hey, everybody, welcome. Welcome, our first Tuesday show. And boy, am I excited. We have a great guest tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's a nice 93 degrees here in Sacramento. Air conditioner's on. You can hear it in the back a little bit. But uh, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. And uh, I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento. Um, we have people up and down the state of California, Oregon, Washington, and a couple of people in Hawaii that do work for us. But uh, without further ado, really, I want to get into this guest tonight. I heard him speak on another show, and everybody who knows me knows that I am really into, into Sasquatch, into Bigfoot, and I have been since I was a kid. And, uh, you know, I've had various guests on here talking about uh, Sasquatch. I even had on, on the old show over on Blog Talk, I had Rod, Rod, Rod Moorhead on with these Sierra sounds. But I heard this gentleman, Mike Patterson, I heard him on another show uh, a few months ago. And what he has done for Sasquatch investigation is incredible. Um, the evidence that he's been able to get, the relationship that he has made with these these animals, and if this stuff proves out, you know, and I I believe it. Okay, that's just me. But um, I remember listening to Ron Moorhead Sierra sounds and and thinking, well, it sounds kind of Asian, you know, and this and this. What Mike has audio wise is incredible, and. You guys are going to hear it tonight. It's just, it's just really incredible. He also sent me some photos that we're going to be looking at of evidence. And uh, I think you need to hear his story. I could sit here and him haul all I want about this gentleman. But if it doesn't come straight from him, I, I don't think you quite grasp um, the story of how he's able to get this, this terrific evidence. So, you know what? Let's just bring him on and, and get going here, okay? Hello. Hey, Charlotte. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Good. All good. I'm so excited to have you on. I, I appreciate you. Having me. Nice to be here. <laughs> Tell us about you. Um, I know you've got an interesting background and in how you got involved doing this stuff. Uh, I just uh, was spending time in the woods by myself with a with a camera when all this started to happen. Right. Uh, it's just something that fell into my lap and I searched for answers and one day they they happened they actually came pretty quick um, it started very quick so but I spent about four years freaking different areas running into a situation that you know, quite quite a few people have been made well aware of it's uh, quite extraordinary some of the stuff that's gone on and, and I just want to—I just want to make one little um, thing uh, on, on the intro there. You mentioned animals; they—they uh, they have language, they speak, and they even speak English. So they are people, and from my understanding, they are the first people still alive in our forest today. And I know I can understand why and how. Right? So, didn't you have an encounter um, with one when, when when you were young? And that's what started everything off? Um, well, that, that didn't start everything off. But, yeah, I, was, I think I was 10 years old at the time. My family was up north at a chalet for a weekend. And my dad had dropped me off down the road to go fishing. You could do that back then without getting in 
crap by the bar. Um, and I started walking back. Dusk started setting in, so I started walking back. And I, at the time, I said it was a bear. So, mm-hmm. like, I look back now after, once this all started happening um, back in 2008, that's when it all came back to me. And it's like, hey, it was a Sasquatch. It was, it, was a, it was a traumatizing moment in my life, and I buried it basically till uh, until I got back into this or, or started in this back in 2008 when I first had my close first close vocal encounters. I'm just fascinated. I mean, you know, I've I've I've, I've done a lot of reading. I, I I lived up in Montague, California, which is a few miles from Happy Camp. You know, we would go up there a lot. And see the Bigfoot researchers up there and, and, and all that, you know, what was going on up there. But what, what you have is just incredible. I mean, it's, it's taken years for you to amass all this stuff, right? I uh, When I first started, I approached this like most do. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have no idea what we're truly dealing with. And just got to keep an open mind. And that's what I've done throughout this whole process. Just keep an open mind. I don't. Um, even though at, at the very beginning, when I had the first close vocal encounter, your your psych mind it it really plays uh, uh, denial. You know, there's a there's an aspect of denial that comes with this because you hear it. And you I knew what it was when it first happened. I, I instantly knew. I could, it, there's a, it's a no brainer. You can tell. And then mm-hmm. um, I spent the next two weeks in denial, and it's running. 24/7. Wake up till you go to sleep. It just doesn't go away, and it and it doesn't. It, it's never gone away. Like that moment has, you know, that's basically settled down a long time ago. But uh, this subject has now been in my life for the past dozen years, and it's mm-hmm. it's daily, right? Well, um, like I said earlier, I, I heard the Sierra sounds. You know, Rod Moorhead. This doesn't sound anything like that, and I was thinking today. I just wonder if, 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 like you say, that there, there are people like us. If that's different dialects, you know, like 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 throughout the U.S. For instance, like Ron Moore has sound more Asian, and you know, Asian in orientation, and yours sound fairly, you know, cl- real close to human, you know, real close to English. So I'm just wondering, like I said, if, if it's if it's different dialects. Like I mean, a Canadian dialect is different is different from the California dialect or the New York dialect, you know, in the U.S. Considering that this is a global phenomenon, it's mm-hmm. um, and and they are people, so they they vary. Uh, I would expect geographically as well as individually, um, and. At the same time, what what Ron documented, you know, it's a matter of what they allow you to hear, to experience. Um, perhaps there's uh, they could have yelled out in English to him too, right? Um, right. I, I can't remember if there was any English with Ron's stuff, uh, but there are, are people. I've spoken with numerous people that have heard them speak English. Um, it's not their first language, but mm. uh, they definitely have that that capability uh, there's been uh, moments that he's been the predominant um, male that has vocalized throughout this 
situation, although there's been vocalizations captured from multiple family members. Um, for instance, uh, Neff noticed he has a he has a lisp. So when he pronounced his S's at, at certain times, he would have a lisp. And, and then I'd hear, uh, you know, I have audio of another one. And it actually says, Sasquatch says, yeah, it's just this crazy vocal, right? And, and I listen to that and I think, that's not Neff. You know, but it could be yeah. mistaken for Neff. Um, mm -hmm. So they, they do vary. Um, and especially with the, the lung capacity on them. Um, mm -hmm. I've recorded vocals from the young as well. And I've heard, we, we had an incident where we heard them uh, uh, speak in, in the cottage where they basically um, uh, reiterated a, a phrase that uh, we would say often enough, you know, and, and it came out of thin air and I actually captured it on audio at the time. And, and I've said to some people, if you had taught, if you had speak to one of their children on the phone, for instance, you wouldn't know the difference between them and us, you know, because of the lung capacity. Right. So, yeah. How did you, um, when you first decided that, that you wanted to make contact, how did you go about doing that? Um, like I said, when I, when I started, I was like most people, I was putting up trail cams. I was putting out audio recorders. I've, I've been putting out audio since day one and it's been something that's worked fantastic for me. I've, I'm using it here at home. Actually, I've, I've had another, I believe another family has started revealing its presence to me. And um, audio has been something that they, they seem to not mind at all. They actually gravitate to the recorder. So there's, I used to run the, or I run my audio mics through my sunroof in my vehicle. And there's been countless times where they they come up to the vehicle and Neff's even banging on the car roof and they come right up to the audio. They know what it is. They know what it does. They know what all the equipment does. And they, uh, so uh, with the camera thing, after a while, I realized the intelligence that I'm dealing with or, or something that was much more intelligent than I originally thought or I didn't really anticipate. I just, uh, things just flowed naturally. And I changed things as they happened. You know, when they mm -hmm. showed me, you know, you try to hide an audio recorder so they can't find it. And then they're <laughs> hanging out at your audio recorder. Say, okay, I'm going to stop hiding things on them. And, and I'm going to take the trail cam down and, you know, just uh, more respect towards them and, and showing them that, okay, I understand you guys are a hell of a lot smarter than, than I, mm -hmm. and, you know, I, that I first figured so. Um, were you, uh, was there any time that you were real, that you, that you were leery, you know, that, that maybe one might lash out or anything at you or anything like that? I mean, I mean, they're huge. At, at first I had lots of fear. You know, that, my, my biggest fear was actually a, a, a big boulder or a tree coming down on top of me on my tent when I was in my tent. That was my biggest fear. Um, I'm not too crazy about running into a bear. That's, mm -hmm. that's another fear I have. So I'll still go, I still go into the dark woods and I'll sleep in my tent belt. And um, I, I still have moments. There was uh, one where 
I was in Neff's area. I have this area where I pitch my tent, not by the cottage, uh, by Dwayne's cottage. I, I was mm -hmm. invited. I was invited to a property to at first to um, document, investigate uh, for purported activity. So I've been doing that for about eight years now. But I have another area that I go to, and there was one night I was wearing a like a, a toque with a light on. So I, I just crawled into my tent and there was a little pathway there um, to my tent. So I, I had just laid down, crawled in there, just laid down in a couple minutes, very heavy footsteps come walking right up the path, right towards me. And at first my thought is bare again, even though um, they show their presence all the time. So I instantly sat up. I had I didn't have a tent fly on. I had just my mesh. So I, I sat up. I flipped the light on in my hat, and there was nothing there. And it, it's one of those. It was one of those dead still nights, and the sound just dissipates mm -hmm. into thin air. It's gone. So I know it's them, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's things that they do where they'll they'll show you that it's their presence. Um. Do they travel in families a lot? Uh, I'm sorry, say it again. Do, 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 do they travel in family groups a lot? Um, yeah, I, I think they're oriented. Yes, I've what I've been dealing with back here. I, you know, there's uh, a young one that has been running around, run right up to my tent, and I, I put a new video out not too long ago with some some footsteps called "Footsteps Big and Small." I think that's what it's called. Um, and the, that one night, the, the young ones around the tent, and then uh, an adult came walking in right up to my audio recorder about 2 o'clock in the morning, tapped the recorder, which they've done quite often, both Neff's family. There's there's always similarity in, in their activity and their behavior. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I do believe that they are very family-oriented and they do travel and in family groups. I, I probably more rare that they're alone. I would, I would assume. Mm -hmm. That's just a guess though. And do you think there's a lot more out there than people actually used to think there are? Because oh, you know, yeah. it used to be that people thought that it was a, you know, may, maybe a lone one or, or, or a couple of them. Some people used to think there was only one. Yeah. And then, and then we get people uh, that would state that, yeah, maybe there's small groups of them in remote mountainous regions, and no, they are all over the world. They are everywhere. Um, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know what their numbers would be, but considering the the evidence I've witnessed personally from um, from the, the the children, I, I would assume that they're their numbers are quite healthy. It's and easier for me. It's easier for me to find Sasquatch than a bear. Basically. Interesting. Interesting. Um, now you even, and I know I, I heard you on, on another show a couple months ago, you even gotten them to uh, write stuff to you. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, at Dwayne's cottage, we started off with a little notepad and a crayon, mm -hmm. putting that outside. And that's developed over the years to, the point now where we're leaving a chalkboard and a sketch pad and I've accumulated uh, several dozen drawings and I ask questions and I'm given responses not always but I've, mm -hmm. I've gained 
quite significant responses. They are they have abilities, and this is a part that people have had a very difficult time with, which is understandable because this is uh, we've basically been taught doesn't exist. It's folklore. It's impossible. This and that. I've learned no, it's not. It's not folklore. It's not only possible. It's reality and contact with Sasquatch, ongoing contact is what really gives one an inside perspective and and basically shatters this reality of ours. I, I do not look at reality the same way as uh, most people anymore, not at all. Well, I know there's one gal, like, uh, Barb, Barb Shoop, I think her name is, and she um, puts stuff out for him all the time, you know, where she's living. Yeah. She's had, I guess, similar contact. Um, and then there's a story, and I, I know there's a lot of stories out there. There's like the story of the, of the whatever town that is where, where the woman had that house, and then they, then they would come, in, the Sasquatch would, would come into the house at night, you know, and stuff like that. There's a lot of stories like that. Yeah, they, they have the ability to come into our homes, and it's happened to me uh, in multiple locations that I've lived over the years. Excuse me. Um, the, Second day I moved in here, they showed their presence in the living room here, right in front of my face. It's uh, it's this in interdimensional quality they have, and they're highly telepathic as well. Um, th th this is the part about their existence. There's even people that are still on the fence whether they exist or not. Um, science, in reality, is, is very far past that stage. They know they exist. Um, it, now it's just a matter of proving that to mainstream science, I guess. Uh, and then, then the next jump is their, their abilities. And at, at one point, uh, Jim, uh, John Bindernagel and Dmitry Bainoff, um, John's well known. Dmitry, I'm not sure how well known he was, but he was uh, the director of science for the Darwin State Museum in Moscow. And he'd been involved in the subject since 1964. And he was well aware that they had abilities. That's why he contacted me. I had sent at one point or uh, uh, messages to Igor Bertsev, and he forwarded them off to Dmitri, who ended up uh, contacting me. Dmitri was very supportive, and so was John. John would use some of my stuff in his presentations, but he quit using my name because you know people are squawking in his ear <laughs> that I'm a hoaxer, this and that. Right? There's a lot of controversy. Right. Yeah, a lot of controversial stuff surrounding my name. And there's been a, a bit of drama on that, which I've you know, come to learn. It's basically from harassment of the BFRO. And um, so th there's been a lot of discrediting from their end. Uh, and I, I know for a fact it's them because I, I've caught the guy, basically. He's uh, one of their researchers. Have him on, I have him on camera. I have his voice at my car. I have all the evidence. But uh, the... These guys have done their best to try and discredit me, right? Anyways, I, I've had the support of science. Both of them have now, sadly, they passed on because they were uh, a great aspect of this uh, subject. They were, John, you know, 40 years plus in this subject as a wildlife biologist. And, and um, so the support has been there from, from that end. And science is well aware that they have these abilities. So my, my point being is it's um, it's just a matter of time before this all really comes forward. Mm -hmm. And those 
have been sitting on the fence or those who are in denial, um, at some point it will become mainstream and it will become known because it is truth. That's what it is. So we're basically going through these beginning stages of, of getting to that truth. And, and that comes with a lot of denial. Do you think, like you say, they're, 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 because they're, you know, interdimensional, could they be some kind of hybrid? I've asked them. Um, one of the questions I asked, I said, are you human? And they, mm -hmm. they gave me a Y slash N. So yes and no. They are human, but they're something else, which aligns with uh, um, stuff like Mel Plaquette. And she was ostracized for what she put out too, right? Anybody that puts out anything regarding this subject, actually, Dimitri uh, Bainoff at one point met, used the term Bigfoot gate, like Watergate. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm con fully convinced there's a cover up by mainstream science. There's somebody pulling the strings. Uh, you know, at some level that uh, basically if you get involved in this subject as a scientist, it's a career killer, basically. Although we got mm -hmm. Jeff Mel, he doesn't sit on the fence, right? You know, he puts mm -hmm. out his biological stuff, footprints, and, and he's, you know, doing his part to try and have them recognized, but he doesn't take a stance really in the fact that you just take a look at their foot. Actually, I got one right here. That's uh, that was cast in, cast in snow. Wow. That's sixteen inches. Yeah, it's kind Look of that. cast. That's sixteen inches. That's uh, Neff's foot, which is four inches bigger um, from when we started documenting his footprint. Wow. It was twelve inches, but now sixteen, and he's a big boy. Wow. But you, you, you that's it's human. Mm -hmm. It looks human. So but there's no diaper. You know, isn't that true with anybody that 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 does studies and, and that's cutting edge that 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 the people are going to be again are going to be against what whatever they're doing because it's it's not it's not the norm of how they do stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. This, this is how it works. If you're bringing stuff in UFOs or ETs or Sasquatch, interventional stuff, um, we've been conditioned to deny. Uh, ridicule, mock, laugh, although it has come a long way since I first got involved in this. Um, the subject has basically done a 180. It's, it's, it's amazing how many people have, are, are being exposed to this and accepting of it and how many are actually um, gaining similar results. They're seeing this in the field, their abilities. Like mm -hmm. I know they're invisible because I've been touched so many times, patting the head, you know, even my face covered. And it's, it's happened both indoors and out. Uh, vocals, I've uh, docu we've now documented Neff's voice vocalizing inside the cottage. That was a couple visits, uh, or basically the, the end of the winter when that happened. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so the, the, their abilities, these are, they're human have an understanding of, an en of energy vibration, how to change that. Uh, I think it's an inherent quality they have. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm aware that their children can materialize and dematerialize, you know, even the, the, the infants, they, they already know how to do this. So I, I think it's an inherent quality that they have. You know, there's probably some teaching that has to come along with that, but 
we become disconnected from who we truly are. And I think they're in the midst of, this is my thought that, and basically what I've, I've been shown too, that they are in the midst of revealing their existence to humans as they choose. I think they, they want us to connect with nature and, and they see the path we've taken, mm -hmm. you know, the way we're headed. Um, we're just going to, we're going to annihilate ourselves. And if we uh, keep at the same pace and path that we're going. Right, right, right. Well, and, and sorry, I, I tend to veer off when, when you ask questions, right? Oh, no, I that's okay. That's off. fine. No problem. That's no problem. <laughs> Um, I'm just fascinated with all this because, like I said, as a kid, I was really into it. You know, I was up, you know, we used to uh, visit Mount Rainier and different areas like that. And I was well aware of, of, of the Sasquatch sightings in those areas. And so, in fact, I, I, I've even been up to um, Cave, Cave Junction, you know, a few times and Mount Shasta Caverns, that area, you know, and uh, it's just it just intrigues me that. That 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 these that, that these beings can can be out there, and yet you know it, they're almost well, like you say, they can materialize when they want. So therefore, they're they they can hide themselves, so you don't see them all the time. They can. Um, I think they're close to us in mm -hmm. proximity to uh, for a couple reasons. Um, from what I've learned, there are people in power that want them wiped out. They do not want them existing, and. I think being close to us keeps them safe uh, at a certain level. And plus, I think they're teaching their children about us. So they watch, watch sure. us, and teach their children. And, and I think our future is um, contact with Sasquatch. It's, it's growing. The numbers are growing. Absolutely. Well, you sent me some sound. So let's, let's see what's going on with the sound here, guys. Um, what I did was I, I put it against black screen, so you guys are going to have to use your imagination when you when you hear them, and and then as soon as the sound plays, go ahead and you know tell us what's going on with that, okay? Okay. Here we go. Bring you Wow. That, that's actually the best um, I've heard it on any of the interviews I've done because they're all kind of, that's, that was really loud in your face. That's good. <laughs> um, that was actually the first time Neff tried to say flower, the word flower, and he tried to pronounce it. Then he gives a little chuckle, laughs at himself because he, he couldn't control his voice very well. Um, and that was June 28th, 2013. Wow. Let me play that again for everybody. That's just incredible. And he says your name, too. Yeah. I've also learned um, he was about 17 years old in human years uh, at that point. Cause I, I've, I asked, I got his age. So he's now 25 years old. And how long do they live? I asked them that at one point I said, how long do your people live in human years? I got no response. So I changed my wording. I think it was mm -hmm. the next day 
with it. And I, I said, do your people live, uh, do your people live more than 200 years in human years? And they, they responded, yes. Wow. So I know that much from what they've stated. That's interesting when you think about that, because like when you think about these guys that saw them like early on, like Albert Osman, you know, that came in contact with them. Yeah. That could be why they're so more adept with humans, because they've, they've been coming in contact with humans over and over and over and over, you know, and observing all this time. That's fascinating. Oh, yeah. All right. Here's another one, guys. Right. That was wow. the first first time they called my name, and I, I remember I was in my tent. Uh, that uh, I think it was May. It was beginning of May, 2013, and I was in my tent. And there's a hill there, and th this was down by my vehicle, so I didn't hear it as loud, but I, I still heard them. And I told Dwayne in the morning because he was crashed out in the he's sleeping in the cottage. I was in my tent. Mm -hmm. And I said, I think they, I think they called my name. He's like, what? I said, yeah, man. I think, I think they said Mike. And then we played it back on the way home, and it was, uh, yeah, it's pretty mind blowing. <laughs> that is mind blowing. Let's hear that one again, boy. That's true. Right. That's just incredible. Absolutely incredible. Here's another one, you guys. There's actually uh, two individuals there, an old, older male and a young female speaking simultaneously. And, mm -hmm. and when you listen to that over and over, you know, the, the good file, there's some weird sounds in there. Like, I don't know what, what's going on, but it's, it's bizarre. It's something going on in his throat or something. I don't know. Wow. 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 Let's hear that again. I, yeah. I thought maybe the, the, like, like someone was, there was a female with you, you know, in the, in yeah. the background there. That's no, no, that's the two, uh, two family members speaking at the same time. Wow. That's just incredible. This they know they're being recorded too when when this is going on. So they're at the recorder. This this was constant. I loved it. <laughs> Love it. I can see. I can see why. So it's like me getting EVPs. You know, this is great. Oh, here's another one, guys. Oh, this is incredible stuff. Just incredible. Yeah, it was a, that was actually a distant call. Um, there was another call. I think there was a two-minute difference, and there was another one right at my vehicle. I don't think I sent that to you. It's, it's very, very loud and 
basically rattles the speaker. It's crazy. But that, yeah, that's one of my favorites. That's interesting. And I know a lot of people that, that report, you know, re being around them have reported that call, like a similar call, because they'll, they'll, they'll call to each other from, from you know, from, from afar. Yeah. That is fantastic. All right, here's another one, guys. That, that's actually a good example, that one, of their inhale-exhale uh, vocal ability with a velocity that, you know, I get a lot of people, oh, he's just talking while inhaling. I used to do that as a kid. You listen to that, and, and I tell people, yeah, okay, let's see you do that. Come on, let's see you do that. Like the, the, the power behind that voice on the inhale and then exhaling, it's just you would end up in a coughing fit as would anybody. It's just insane. And how far away is is this happening from you when this when they're doing this? Um, that's probably uh, that's something near my vehicle, maybe a couple hundred feet or so. There's a there's a hill and and then it um, levels off, so I'm set back in the set back over top of the hill and back a bit. So there's some um, trees and the hill in the way. To, 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 from from me hearing it, but I, I have it set up at my vehicle, right? So that's incredible. Let's hear that one again. That, that's something, boy. <laughs> Is in there as well. That's me. That's me okay. yelling back from my okay. tent. <laughs> trying to figure that out in the distance. That's that's wild. The first time you heard your voice, though, I mean, did, did, did it startle you? I mean, the first time you heard your name. Well, the, the first time I heard their voice startled me. It was, <laughs> um, I they started vocalizing basically the very first night, but nothing mm -hmm. like that. It, it took eight months of visits. Uh, weekly visits for eight months before that, the vocals like that. And yeah, when you start hearing that, uh, it's absolutely mind blowing. And until I got into my tent, but there's always development going on. And it got to a point where it was in the winter time. I set up my tent. It was minus 18 Celsius, whatever that is in Fahrenheit. I'm not sure. Um, so I climbed in my tent just to entice him for the vocalizations um, the end of the night, I crawl in my tent 
he, he vocalizes, does his thing. I wait. Okay. He's all, he's done. So I come out of my tent, come back down to the cottage. I, I see my vehicle. There's snow on the ground and, and I see a fresh footprint right at my, my car. So I'm like right on. Cause I know I got amazing audio from him. And then that was the first time he yelled out from, I don't know, maybe it's 40 feet away from me when I was standing outside. And I, I might've been about four something in the morning. And, <clears throat> And then from that on, uh, that moment on, I didn't have to set up my t uh, tent in the winter anymore because I would just stand outside and wait. It's, like I said, it's always a development. Whereas mm -hmm. now at this point, he's started vocalizing inside the cottage. So it's always, it's like a baby step process. They're always giving something new. That's our, been Dwayne and I's motto, always something new. Because there's always something different, even though everything seems very similar. There's little nuances in there that they give, little little differences that happen, um, just an expose of their abilities and what they're capable of, just uh, teaching, and they, they are teachers. Mm -hmm. so the question I have is, if, 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 if they have the ability to go invisible, like when you're in your cottage, is there any warning that they're going to vocalize, or all of a sudden you just hear this? No, there, there's always that element of surprise. It's something that is is part of their behavior, and they they love it. They love to mess with us. I'm sure uh, they do. Yeah, they they catch you off guard 100 percent of the time. They like to see your reaction when you jump like like 80 feet in the air. When well, they we, we don't even we don't jump anymore. We don't uh, <laughs> like if uh, the the vocals that I caught indoors. Um, we're sitting there at the table having a conversation when we hear Ness voice come from the room beside us and we had noise going. So, um, I just react like, tell me you heard that. Come on. You heard that one. Right. <laughs> it's th there's no fear involved at this point. Like there was a lot of fear at the beginning. That's, that's completely gone now. So, so um, essentially it's, it's the same group that keeps coming back to, to visit with you though. Right. It's, it's not, they're not bringing anybody different or nobody different drifting in. Um, I don't, it is Neff's family, but okay. you know, are there, are there other ones that have come to visit that? I don't know. Perhaps okay. I, I don't know. There may be, you know, the, the way, I don't know how they travel. Right. Uh, or if they're having friends over, <laughs> yeah. why not? They're, you know, they are people, right? So, right. This is really, I mean, this is really, really cool stuff that, that, that you have. I mean, and I, and I, I understand you know your point is taking you years to, to to build up this this rapport with these you know with them so that the, so that they will communicate with you yeah i i've gone through a lot of bullshit um harassment and ridicule and stalking and uh, as well as Dwayne. and it, it's it's been a real challenge putting this out there but i know it's real i know it's i speak mm -hmm. the truth and so I, I just want to stand on a mountaintop and yell this to the world because this this shatters our status quo and I can't stand our status quo. I'll tell you, this is why I do this. I hate the way the right. world is, the way the world's going, and this changes it. This mm -hmm. changes our reality. This is why I do this because um, I can see, you know, I see through the lies and manipulation from government and all the BS that's shoved down our throats and this stuff it really awakens human consciousness and 
So this is why I, I stand up and I, I continue down this path. And I, I'm never, I'm not up about this until my, my last breath. Right. This is, uh, this is my path at this point. So. I have another sound here. Last vocalization here. Let's see what this is. Go. That's just a, a a piece from actually a longer piece. Um, mm -hmm. There are two individuals there. They start. Well, that's Neff. They started playing. I think it was a younger one was playing with the foam on top of my my uh, microphones coming through my sunroof, which isn't in that part. It is just very crackly, noisy, and and they start vocalizing into that, and then Neff ends up yelling this afterwards. But there's also some Asian sounding dialect in there at the same time when you listen closely to that. So interesting. Uh, yeah, it's. I asked them. I asked them about language once. I said, "What language do you speak? What language do your people speak?" And they said, "All." I don't know if they meant um, in a in a diverse way that you know, uh, individual like us. You know, maybe we speak one, two, three, five languages, whatever. Or or right. all their people know all language. I I was given the experience one time where I was given a an image uh, tele telepathically. This was a telepathic instance. And when this happens, there's clarity with it. There's zero doubt. Um, and there were words spoken, but they weren't spoken. They were felt. And it kind of gave me an understanding that, wow, you guys don't need to understand a word. You can actually just feel it and know what it means with clarity, without doubt. So is it like that with all of them, I don't know. I just I, I go from my experiences, and that's all I can really do. Absolutely. I have a question in the chat room, and it's let me pull this over here. What's your okay? What's your opinion on why well, I'm going to raise this up because I'm blind? What's your opinion on why after all these years there have never been a body discovered? That's a good question. It's their interdimensional nature and their intelligence. They don't want to be found. Um, although if you read Tom Powell's book, Edges of Science, there is a, a story in there about two researchers that found, uh, supposedly found a grave, a Sasquatch grave, and it was very intricately put together with rocks. And they spent a lot of time pulling this thing apart. I don't, I don't remember if it said that they got to any part, uh, you know, down to any bones or anything, but, but they both got a visit at home that night by an angry Sasquatch basically saying, you put that back or else. Right. Uh, I got another question in here. Have you started to learn your, to, to learn your language? That's a very slow process. There's been, um, you know, there's been a, the odd word here and there and trying to decipher things. And it's, it's, it's a slow process. The, the written communication, that's a slow process. It literally, this stuff takes years, you know, it's, it's a really baby step process, but there's been words like Nyeta who, um, what I thought was a greeting now, uh, something similar to that, or um, it's, it, it's not really, I've not really learned words with a definite, like, this is what this means. 100%. I, 
it's not gotten to that. Okay. Okay. You sent me some photos so we can talk about those a little bit before, you know, we close out tonight and I'll go ahead and put the first one up. You tell me what's going on here. I took that photo. Um, there, it's a uprooted tree stump and one of them is standing behind it. I believe is standing behind it. And that was, uh, I'd been walking down the road. I was just taking random photos and I sat on that for about six months. I think it was before I started looking closer at photos. And then I saw that. And it mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. That's a, this stuff is all incredible to me. You know, I've, I've, I've always wanted to go out and look around in the woods, but I, I never had the nerve. You know, I, I didn't know. Well, you're kind of afraid, you know, cause you don't know what to expect when you're out there. You know, you don't know what you're going to find or, or how they're going to react to you or, or how you're going to react to them, actually. I, a lot of people, I believe, misinterpret their behavior. If uh, a rock gets thrown, trust me, if they want to hit you, you'll get hit. They're not missing. <laughs> so if a rock lands beside you, they did that on purpose. They're just – if it's a huge rock and it lands right there, I would say that's telling you to leave. But small rocks and that landing beside you even just kind of – hanging off you lightly. Um, that's just showing their presence. Probably the young ones just having fun. And um, or like uh, comes up to your edge of your camp and vocalizes. Mm -hmm. um, they have a lung capacity and, and they love to mess with us. So it's a matter of understanding that. And they can make you leave an area without you understanding what's going on. Um, they basically mess with and uh, mm -hmm. Or they can telepathically tell you to leave. I, like I, I know people that this has happened to. Um, mm -hmm. So a lot of people I think misinterpret and and their activity can be very scary. Times it seems that way because they are big, big. You know you don't know what's happening, right? Because right, most right. of the most of the time you, you might not. It's right there and you don't see anything. Absolutely, absolutely. Here's another photo, and this is interesting too. And I've heard I, I've heard of these things. Yeah, that was a I was just full of structures. Um, I was with a friend of mine, Leanne. Uh, one night, she took me to an area, and I just started taking photos of structures and caught this orb um, above one of them. And orbs are, are associated with Sasquatch presence, as are UFO. Interesting. See, that's why, yeah, that's this, why I tend to think there might be a hybrid. This subject is, um, I, I believe, basically covered up. The military, whatever, has done its damnedest to keep this stuff suppressed because there is a bigger connection. There are cases where they've been witnessed, uh, Sasquatch have been witnessed coming and going from UFOs. And, um, and we, we all know that the um, military has basically suppressed the whole ET UFO phenomenon. So this is connected to it. So of course they're going to do whatever they can to discredit or whatever it is, but they can only hold that back for so long. Like you see all this stuff coming out now, but you, uh, they're just trying to control the flow of information because but they can't stop the truth from coming. So mm -hmm. another question in the chat room is what do they think of humans? I, I would think it's on an individual basis. Just, 
Um, I, I would think that some of the people do not like us because they, they see what we do. They we're destroying the earth, destruction, the poisoning of everything, um, our complete lack of respect for mother earth. And they, you know, there's, there's sin with nature, with the earth, you know, they might push a tree over, but who knows what that real reason is. Um, but then there's like Neff's family and, they love us, you know. They're they're mm-hmm. their people do love us. We are uh, their little brothers and sisters. They are um, connected to us. Absolutely. Here's another photo here. It's so great. You sent me all these photos. It's wonderful. That's a 17-inch footprint, um, strategically placed as they always do, just outside the that opening. There is basically the path going to Dwayne's cottage. And we come out the path, and there was a 17-inch fresh print sitting there, which I cast, as you can see. And we've uh, we've documented literally hundreds from multiple family members, from children, from adults. Um, This past winter, there was a couple visits in a row where uh, four family members all came in, left one single, and they have this ability. All the prints have just appeared and suddenly stops so they they go nowhere this has been with every one of the footprints and that's why i guess that's why a lot of people will will, will, will find a single print or two right i mean that, that that answers that question because that's been going on for years yeah and they they place them i i believe so that we will find them so that we will mm-hmm. see them and and these structures are put along much of the time right beside pathways where humans walk right along the side of trails. And, and I believe they do that purposely to say, Hey, we're here just to entice curiosity. And, and um, but uh, yeah, the footprints have been, I, I never tire of those. So we, uh, we love going there in the winter time. Absolutely. I have another photo here. I hope it got it all. Let's see. There we go. Yeah, the, on the on the right side, that's that's me, that little dark spot, and on the left side, that's basically the same spot. And he's between. You can see his knee. He's bent. His yeah, legs. Yeah, right there. I can see him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so the, there's the screen because that was inside the cottage. Whereas the, he's about uh, he's 11 feet hunched there, so he's probably wow. closer to 12 feet tall. And um, when that photo was taken. It was taken by uh, uh, Dwayne's um, spouse, and she was inside the cottage when she took that. So she was standing back from the screen. It locked onto the screen. When I recreated, I, I just put the camera up to the screen so it would shoot through it, get a clear shot. Mm-hmm. But tried to line up everything as, as I can. And it, at that time, he had a 20-inch footprint. Um, eight years later. Eight years, yeah, thirteen, yeah. He's now he now has a twenty-one inch footprint. So his his print's grown one inch in eight years. Ness has grown four inches in eight years. Wow. Question from the chat room: Has there been any evidence of environmental DNA found? If not, do you have any speculation as as to why not? In environmental DNA, you mean it's in DNA from them or? Yeah, from them. Um, I've pulled hair from prints. I've, I've pulled 
okay. quite a bit of hair from fresh footprints and they some of some of them are seconds old those footprints uh, most of them are minutes old and i i sent in a couple samples through a third party um through a sasquatch canada dude there mm -hmm. and then they went to somebody else to do the analysis and at this point in this subject i don't trust any any of these people i, I trust none of them right. because just of all all the controversy um maybe they're telling the truth i don't know but it came back i was told dog i was told human and i was told polar bear the polar oh, bear one was, that was interesting what was actually even more interesting was uh, i remember uh, brian sykes coming out with uh, a study mentioning something about polar bear with hair samples he'd been an uh, ancient polar bear um okay. something to that extent so when when i was told polar bear then well that's interesting but they i know where the hairs came from they're a very fresh prints i pulled a mm -hmm. or I had a lot of oil on my vehicle from hand prints on my car and that and i've never taken samples of that because i don't want to give that to science i'm, I'm actually mm -hmm. quite protective at this point i don't care about um proving their existence i'm not about dna i have mm -hmm. uh I have hundreds of encounter experiences and, you know, I haven't shown everything. Um, hopefully one day I can, uh, but uh, until then it's just this subject will unfold as it does. And I, I know at some point they will become, it will, this, this is a truth, right? So it's right. coming. We're, we're there. We're on the precipice of this all being exposed. Here's another photo. I think it's a footprint. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually there's three prints there. One at the very bottom, um, one just above the middle, and one at the very top. And they're they're in a uh, tightrope fashion. So that's basically the the walk of a larger Sasquatch. Um, looks like they're walking on a tightrope. Wow. See, I've yet to I've yet to find a footprint when I'm out in the woods. That would be fascinating, I think. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit more difficult in the in the the woods because the substrate, you know, the grounds mm -hmm. not doesn't show it up as well. That's one of the one of the children. One of the first things was this was back in October 2012. There was about I don't know there must have been a couple hundred footprints in this swamp area. The the lake level had dropped and there was all these crustaceans, these uh, freshwater snails. I believe that's what they were in there for. And there was numerous prints from uh, different, different uh, individuals. I guess they were, you know, they were having a feeding. That's just incredible. Here we go. Here's another one. Um, the left side is my foot. The right side is Neff's. So that's back in 2013 when he was seven. Old. So you can see the difference. His foot pads yeah. a lot rougher. And, you know, you can see the, on the on the outside edge of his where the, the the hair is pushing against the snow and the and there's a bit of a gap uh um some toe splay the, the big toe um the big toe the, is very bulbous that's a, a trait of their their foot as as well as um you know some of the other things i mentioned there right i love these photos this is awesome oh, uh, just a yeah, just a different angle, my foot against his. I took 
machine just to show the difference between a Sasquatch and human print. You know, he he's still uh, he's still young. He's only 25 years old now. His foot's four inches mm -hmm. bigger than that now, and um, I can just imagine how big he's gonna gonna grow to. <laughs> Right, got this guy here too. Oh wow! It's a 17-inch print that showed up within five minutes of my arrival at the cottage, and I'd been given, as well as Dwayne, the two of us were given hand-woven gifts when this print showed up. So I believe this is an older brother of Neff's, and I was still unloading the stuff from my car, going back and forth from the cottage, bring my stuff in when I come back out, and this single print was was outside. And I thought of my friend. My friend had uh, found a um, uh, paw print on her uh, hood of her car over the weekend. And when I saw this photo, I, I just thought of her. This one's for you, Marcy. Hello? Come on. Where'd it go? Uh-oh, we froze up. Oh, no, I can see it. It's there. Okay. There's yeah, I can't see it. Okay. Oh, okay. There, there's actually... Two prints there, two hand, uh, two individuals. There's a young, younger one which is on the right side, and then the big okay. handprint, and it's kind of looks like it's slid over to the right a little bit. But there you can see the the oil from their skin on the vehicle. He's right That's up. That's awesome. That's awesome. And this last one. Let's see if I can get into this one. If you can see it, I can't see it. I'm frozen on my end. Oh, that's actually, uh, yeah, that was a. The, the cast that I showed you, um, you just got a quick gl glimpse of it there. That was just the one, the one that I held up earlier. That's the same one. So that, that that's cool. Neff's. Yeah, that's Neff's foot now. Cool, cool, cool. Well, you know what? This hour has blown by, and I really appreciate you coming on to talk with me. My pleasure. And uh, I'm totally frozen right now, so <laughs> I'm going to have to bug out of here. But um, – Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really, where, where can people contact you? Where can people see your stuff? Uh, I have my YouTube channel, Sasquatch Ontario, and SasquatchOntario.com uh, is a website. Um, the YouTube channel, there's uh, there's 11 videos on there right now. Uh, I had to, uh, well, I chose to, I was asked by Dwayne to not post new content because of all the harassment going on, right? So mm -hmm. I basically made it a paid subscription channel at this point. Um, that was my suggestion to Dwayne, uh, you know, to just for multiple reasons uh, to basically uh, hopefully stop some of the, the trespassing going on and also help us out with, uh, you know, covering some of the costs that come with this. So. Okay, great. So, yeah, SasquatchOntario.com and SasquatchOntario on YouTube. All right. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Okay, Charlotte, it was nice uh, being on here. Appreciate it. Thank you. You have a good one. Here. Okay. Anyway, guys, I'm frozen solid here, so I can't see me, and I'm going to have to bug out, and hopefully this video saves. <laughs> it's going to be one of those days. But thank you all for coming, and tomorrow we will have um, Faradil uh, on, who is a uh, demonologist, and she worked for many years with her husband. And um, so we're going to be talking with her. So in the meantime, uh, have a good one, everybody. And I really appreciate Mike coming on and all that. And share, share, share. Get this, you know, let everybody know about the show. Okay, bye.